Support for this podcast is provided by That Cast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at thatcast.com. Let's have a voice and not be self-promotional, not be out there touting, you know, what your company is doing, but to take that take a step back and take that broader standpoint of yeah, I have an opinion and I'm and I'm willing to share it. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is the PDX Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Bruden. Today's show, we have Ann Smith, the founder of A Word Smith. Ann, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on um, so many reasons. One, <laughs> you know, your client base and who you work with at companies here in Portland, a lot of new and emerging companies. So I think you have the pulse on you know what's going on here as yeah. far as that. But also... You're a founder. Mm-hmm. You're going to celebrate your 10 year anniversary. We were just, you know, talking about, mm-hmm. you know, how you feel about that. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, but for the folks that don't know about a wordsmith and you, do you mind just telling a little about yourself? Yeah, sure. So, um, so yeah, we call ourselves a boutique communications firm um, that specializes in thought leadership. PR and writing. Um, and so, you know, we really have honed in on thought leadership as an area of specialty for us. Um, but under that, you know, we see when you think about traditional public relations and, you know, media exposure, um, speaking engagements, awards, those are all things that we do all day for mm-hmm. many and most of our clients. Um, but we also have a heavy, heavy focus on content. Um, and I think in recent years with so much, you know, focus on blogs and, um, you know, perspective pieces and white papers, that's an area that our team has taken on and does a lot of work and probably sets us apart a little bit from just a traditional PR focus. Mm -hmm. Well, tell me about starting the business. So again, 10 years in, um, where were you working before? Then what's, what's the motivation to say, I'm going to strike out my own and do do (laughs) this. Okay. So, um, yeah, my background is, is in PR. So I came up here from Eugene out of college and went to work at, we were the Weber group at the time, um, became Weber Shandwick while I was there, but just a high tech, um, office for obviously a really large international firm. And, um, like I said, I was there for a couple of years. Then life took me to St. Louis Mm. and I worked at a midsize firm out there And that agency was definitely a generalist firm. So we had a lot of different types of clients doing a broader range of communication programs. And I just really enjoyed that, you know, coming from where it was just tech, then to have the opportunity to work with, you know, a broader range of um, folks, but, you know, honing in on, you know, there was the common of like, well, what's your communication need? And then, you know, applying our skill sets to that. So I was with that firm for five years actually moved back here to Portland after three. And so was working remotely, um, for the, for the last two. And, um, then got kind of tired of just making the trip back and forth to St. Louis. Um, I had my first daughter and so life just transitioned me to an internal marketing job, um, at a company here in town. And then, you know, 2009 rolled around. The economy was really rough. Great. (laughs) Um, That company was doing cuts. And so I was let go as part of a group layoff. And yeah, I was eight months pregnant with our second daughter. So a perfect time to try to find a new job. Um, But that company immediately started having me freelance for them um, within, you know, literally just a week or so. 
And so that was really the start. So I didn't really start out with any grand plan of creating a firm. Mm -hmm. At the time, I was just thinking, great, like, let's keep some money coming through the household. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was just that I had really strong connections with different folks that I'd worked with over the years. And I tried to really activate that network. And because of that, had some referrals that were sent my way Mm -hmm. and the business just kind of was growing very like organically. And, um, it's always been my nature to see, well, what's next, Sure, you know? Um, and so, yeah, back then I was working out of my home and, um, it was just me, but then probably a couple years in, you know, it got to where it was like, okay, well, this is becoming larger than just me. And so I faced that question of, do I say this is good enough, you know, and just keep doing what I'm doing or do I take it to the next level? Well, that point, I want to uh, kind of stop there because I think that happens to a lot of folks, right? You're you're kind of this one person show Mm -hmm. and you're like, Hey, I'm just getting this business organically. Mm -hmm. There comes that point. You're like, Oh shoot. Like I need to scale and get people. So did you feel, and some people say, you know, I just want to be a one person show and kind of step mm-hmm. back. So what was that decision like? I mean, it was just natural, like I need to go yeah. get folks and now I'm going to be <laughs> a boss, right? So, Yeah, no, I mean, for me, I just, I wanted to keep it going. Yeah. I wanted to see what was next. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my family are their, their own small business owners. And mm-hmm. so I think it's just ingrained in me to like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's, let's keep pushing this. Let's see what's around the next corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I didn't really know like, okay, well I thought I just need to hire someone who can maybe help with some, you know, junior level stuff, you know, helps someone who can support me. And, um, so I had a brief little stint with some outside contractors and then I realized that's not really the model that I'm excited about because I do want whoever's working with me. I do want them to feel like they're part of this team and that they're invested in this Mm -hmm. company. So, um, Really, the way that I was able to scale the business um, was that I started finding people, primarily women, who had stepped away from really successful communications careers to have a family, Mm -hmm. but who were wanting to get back into it, but who didn't necessarily want to work full time. They didn't need a fancy benefits package because they were covered through a significant other. Mm -hmm. Um, they didn't even necessarily want to work out of their home, you know, they, or, you know, leave the house. So at that point it was great. I was able to find people who are really talented, but that allowed me to, you know, it it kept it affordable for the company at the same time. That's awesome because there's so many talented people that, Mm -hmm. The, you know, that are, I wouldn't say on the sidelines, but maybe in transition or what. So that, that model sounds like it's, it's worked out yeah, really well for Yeah, it you. worked out. And it was like that for several years, mm-hmm. you know, and that was really the, the way that our team was structured. Um, and then, you know, like anything, things continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. And now our team makeup looks much different. Everyone's, you know, full time mm-hmm. and we have people in different places in their life. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's the nature of the business though. It's always been an evolution and you know, I'm learning all the time too. Sure. Cause you don't necessarily, you don't start out just like, I know how to run yeah, a business. Yeah, this is the, <laughs> this is the plan and it's going to yeah. go exactly like that. Yeah. But well, uh, 10 years in mm-hmm. just, uh, if you can share, if you're open to this, just like, how does it kind of feel like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's your baby, right? Mm-hmm. So in one way it's like, this is a great milestone. The, you know, and the other thing you're still, you can say what's next. Yeah. So how have you had time to kind of step back and be like, 
Well, what I've noticed is as I've talked to people just even in the last couple months, you know, who it's like, oh, yeah, we're turning 10 this year. Mm -hmm. And then inevitably people are saying, that's great. You know, but what, what's your plan? You know, what's your, what's your five-year plan? What's your three-year plan? And I've been asked that question before and I've always been like, I don't really have a plan other than, you know, just to keep the business growing and to keep it healthy and to make it be someone that people are somewhere that people are excited to come every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's true still, but I do also feel like 10 years in, you're kind of like, okay, 10 years is a long time. Like, what is my plan? You know? (laughs) Um, but it feels really great. It feels yeah. super exciting to look back and um, just the business has continued to grow over that decade. Yeah. And um, we have really long standing relationships with our clients mm-hmm. and we have a great team. And um, yeah, so it's it's really fun. We're in the process right now of putting together a little 10 year party that we're going to have in April. Right. And, um, thinking about the people who have been, you know, influential in my life, mm-hmm. um, not just the people who have been clients, but former bosses and mentors and family and, you know, friends who, when I think back of like, oh yeah, how did we get to this point? You know, there's certain people that rise to the top. So looking forward to having a celebration with those folks and our team um, in April and, you know, I, I picture myself standing up in front of that crowd and trying to say thanks and like dissolving in yeah. a ton of tears. <laughs> yeah, be, but... be strong. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's important because I do feel like in a lot of... You you read about this, but like this hustle culture, sometimes you don't stop to say like, "Hey, mm-hmm. let's kind of recognize and you know, um, kind of champion what we've done." Yeah. So yeah. Well, switching now to Portland and your clients. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about being here ten years is you've seen the business community just transform in a yeah. way. Yeah. But also, I think that ethos of who we are and the collaborative nature probably stayed hopefully intact. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the companies you guys work with are just uh, really emerging, interesting companies. So uh, can you just generally tell about the business landscape of some of the folks you work with, but um, where they are at and and, and their intentions around getting out more in Mm -hmm. the market? And because a lot of these companies, uh, they're heads down, right? They're really trying to get the work. So to, to... Take time. It's like you know. I really need to think, be thoughtful of how you know I am. You know, thought leadership and mm-hmm. approaching that. Yeah, yeah. No, we're, it's so exciting for us to work with companies that are in that place where they're growing, but they're um, still young. Mm-hmm. But they're at a point where they are ready to think about taking their story out to their yeah. key audiences. Um, and it's just for us, it's really rewarding because yeah, you get the opportunity to meet people and work with these companies that are doing really, you know, great, unique, innovative things. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us to feel like we're really having an impact too, you know, it's not that they have endless budgets or this huge marketing team, you know, we're typically working with like, you know, the one harried marketing director who's wearing a ton of hats or a business owner themselves. Um, And, you know, Portland is just full of those sorts of companies. And so for me, I'm really proud that those make up a a large part of our client base because, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like our team, we're able to get results for those companies and work within 
budgets that are good for them and are good for us and, mm-hmm. and feel like we are really having an impact. Yeah. Um, but you know, so many companies in the creative space or, um, technology, obviously professional services, you know, those are ones that for us, um, really rise to the top. And we have, we also have clients in the consumer world where, you know, have some restaurants and some, you know, retail and, mm-hmm. and that's really fun too. I mean, for us, it's nice to have a, a really diverse mix of sure. companies we work with. It keeps it fresh and, yeah. and our team likes it, but um, but yeah, I mean, Portland's an exciting place. And I think, you know, there's so many companies that you just haven't heard of. Right. And, you know, if you're reading the business journal and you see a company in there, well, that's great. But like, they've also somehow managed to get themselves into the business journal. Right. And there's so many that still aren't even there. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And we can talk about that more because that's uh, interesting in itself, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's what I, what I love about what I do is like every day I'm meeting someone from a new company here or moved here and it's just really exciting mm-hmm. it's like i yeah. know you're here or yeah these secret offices i walk in there's like you know 100 people are like yeah oh, right. this great business right. here so um that's um interesting so what so some of your clients who maybe moved here intentionally to set up a mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. or moved here from an existing place yeah what what are why like what is do you well know? it's interesting so um they aren't a client. Um, I'm hoping that we will have the opportunity to work together, but I've recently met, um, I recently met with a, a founder who, um, is from Auckland and he intentionally sought out Portland as the place in the United States where he wants to put down roots for his company. And I just found that so interesting because mm-hmm. I think, you know, for those of us who live here, we, of course, we kind of get closed off. You don't really sometimes step back and appreciate like what it is that yeah. is here. Cause yeah. it's just second nature to us, or we get caught up in the things that we maybe find frustrating or, you know, challenging. Um, but you know, his book, his business is really focused on customer service. And, you know, he was like, there's nowhere better. You know, Portland is Mm. like the people are so friendly and people go out of their way. And, and it was really refreshing to have a conversation with him and, you know, exciting too, to be like, Oh, that's amazing that like you came from another part of the world and like looked at different cities and was like, no, Portland is the place for us. Yeah. That is cool. We take it for granted Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. I do, you know, until I travel somewhere else. Right. Exactly. Um, well, a couple of things I would love to, get out of you not share all your secrets but for a younger company you know Mm -hmm. what are some tactics or strategies you can you can share in this kind of current state of of you know getting into the market or getting out Mm -hmm. um, that would be kind of first things maybe that you don't have to do but you should be intentional how you think about it so maybe before you work with a company like yours Mm -hmm. or um, because you know, a lot of these folks, again, are heads down working, but you also see some of the people before they do the work, they want to be out there. Yeah. So yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, you definitely want to be at the right place in your business to <laughs> make PR, I guess, worth your while. Mm-hmm. And so you really want to have those stories that you are ready to tell. But, um, you know, when we think about... Um, thought leadership and we think about the opportunity. I mean, there's so many people right now who want to be seen as those experts in their space. And, you know, if you have something that's unique, if you're willing to, mm, I mean, controversy sounds like a harsh word, but if you're willing to go out there and, you know, go out on a limb a little bit and put a stake in the ground, Mm. then 
there's so much opportunity, you know, to, to really elevate your profile. And so, you know, we get excited about digging in and like, okay, what, you know, what are the things you're passionate about? And when we're building a thought leadership campaign, you know, yeah, what are, what are top of mind for your customers or for you as a leader or for your team, you know, what are the different pieces that we can build stories around, um, that then we could get you out there speaking about or have you published, um, because, there's the traditional way of thinking about PR where you're pitching story angles to a reporter or to an editor in hopes that they're going to take it mm-hmm. and, you know, write a story or include you in something that they're doing. But, um, then there's this other piece of contributed, which we do a lot of, mm. um, where, you know, it's like, okay, well, that's great. We are still going to pitch you to this reporter on this story they're writing, but then also like, let's have a voice and not be self-promotional not be out there touting, you know, what your company is doing, but to take that, take a step back and take that broader standpoint of, yeah, I have an opinion and I'm, and I'm willing to share it. That's such great advice. I mean, I, you know, I run events and I have a lot of companies that, you know, they're there, maybe they're sponsoring or they obviously want to get noticed, Mm -hmm. but uh, I've had some of the biggest companies in the world. They come out and they just try to like, it's all about them. Uh-huh. And it's just to see that it's just like, I cringe. And <laughs> yeah. the, some of the smaller companies get it. Like, you know, this isn't about, you know, forget our services. Like, yeah. let's talk about, um, uh, you know, what's going on in the market and be strategic. And mm-hmm. that always works well in the long run. Yeah. Always. And it's so much more powerful than, you know, I know there's like the age old way of thinking, well, I just want to put out a press release. It's like, well, that's not really, you know, that's probably not going to really do much for you. You know, if someone calls me and says that, then I'm like, why, you know, what's your goal? What are you, what are you wanting to see from that press release? Because while a press release is a valid PR tool Uh in its own right, it's not going to like shoot you off the map. No, you know, it's so much more powerful to, you know, step back and think about what's that, what's the story. Even Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, pitching a product, you know, it's like, well, what, what about the product is interesting? You know, mm-hmm. us as a firm, we're definitely most successful when we're able to, you know, really tell a story, even if it's in support of a product. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, and uh, where can folks f- find you? It's a wordsmithdisc.com, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, thanks so much. And uh, yeah. we're going to work together, uh, some of the things later in the year. So I'm looking forward to that. And Same. thanks. Thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I'm Dan Bruden, and you've been listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. Original music was composed for this episode by Levi Downey. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts.